Good evening. Welcome to Politicket Podcast. Tonight we have Tina Cannon. Uh, welcome back, Tina. Now Thanks, uh, you're you're here because you're running for the state auditor. I am to replace John Dougal. Yeah, John has been my boss for the last year and a half. So. Well, you know that that's I, that's one of the things I was going to ask you about because I don't think people realize that a lot. where I went to. In fact, in fact, you know, I have. I I feel like I'm connected in some ways because we had a big. We yeah, had a big, you were my first project. Yeah, we had a big uh, property tax issue in Summit County, yeah. and uh, John John hired you, yeah, to help him with that, right? So when he talked me into doing this, he said, "We talked about the other opportunities that I had, what I was going to do since I'd sold my business and had some free time and some time to fill." And he said, "But here you can make a difference." And so the first project he gave me was the tax problems that were going on in Wasatch and Summit because of my background in tax. So it gave me some insight and some knowledge that other people didn't have. And boy, by the time we were done, I had a really great understanding of how the system worked all the way through. And that's what we do in audit. We really learn. We become experts in the, in the subject and how to solve the problem. Right. And so, I mean, now that the audit report, that report has been filed, right? Yes. So now you can really... Yeah, I can talk about, talk about what, what we found. And that's part of the breakdown was at the State Tax Commission. So when there were problems in both counties, but when there are problems in the counties in the assessor's office, the State Tax Commission in the Property Tax Division is ultimately responsible to make sure that those valuations are done correctly and uniformly across the board. And that was the breakdown in Wasatch and Summit for the ones that, for what we found. And that's that spurred the whole property values tool that's now on the state auditor's website. So you can see across the state where the property values are changing, where the hot spots are, and you can find how your property comes well, out. I think a lot of people don't understand that you, you, you can't reassess every property with you know, you in the county, so you you take a portion of them, right? Right. Well, you can't. But you're supposed to. You're supposed to spread that result everywhere. Right. Well, you can't reappraise every single property every year, but you have to reassess every value. Yeah. So the first step is to make sure that every property is in a category. So you know, and then you determine what that category of properties is doing. But the problems that we were seeing in Wasatch County is that properties weren't in any category, so they were being missed altogether. And when those property values don't get raised while everybody else's does, you're shifting a tax to the you're, people who yeah. get who have their values increase. And in a, in a state where most people's properties are increasing in value, that's a major shift when you right. don't get reassessed. Right. And that's a problem. And that's right? exactly... It has to be yeah. fair and equitable across right. the whole... Right. Yeah, I, 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 I misstated that because it is the reappraisals. You exactly. can't possibly reappraise every property, yeah. right? But but you're supposed to select some and then reassess everybody. Everybody, yeah. And that, that factoring, that, that the statistical measurement of those changes is where the breakdown is happening, is applying that statistical measurement. It's, a, it's not a reappraisal problem. It's a data analysis problem. And that's... And those were the main points of our recommendations, is the state really needs to improve and get better at data and analysis. That's the only way to solve the problem. Yeah, a lot of people don't, don't understand that the truth in taxation means that if property values go up, mm -hmm. 
tax revenue has to stay constant. Exactly. That means the rate has to go down. Exactly. It's not intuitive for most people, but coming out of local government, I'd, I'd been on the other side of the table and knew exactly what that means. And what you'll see local governments do is say, oh, we didn't raise the rate. But when property values go up and the rate stays the same, their revenues increase. Right. And school districts do that 99% of the time. Well, and that what we have in Utah that's unique is this this idea of truth and taxation right which and that's means, what keeps that low which means if you want to increase your revenue you need to tell people about it yeah right and yeah. that's the same as a tax yeah. and that's what they do is they say they have a they hold truth and taxation they get everybody in the room the taxpayers are no don't raise my taxes and then they say oh we've decided to leave the rate the same and everybody thinks oh the rate's the same because right. they're thinking their income tax and they think that oh my taxes aren't going to go up then they get their bill six months later and go what yeah i've i've increased. i thought you weren't changing exactly the well and your property went up, went up. <laughs> yeah exactly so they it's it's a little misleading so so once you do that though okay you've you've got this audit report that comes mm -hmm. out what happens with it i mean well we usually make people in the agency really mad at us and we walk very quietly through the halls at the capitol after yeah it's the biggest part of the, the job is we can only make recommendations we can we can come in and say this is what's happening this is what should be happening, and this is what you need to do to fix it. And then we should be going back and reissuing that report and saying, you still haven't done this, or you've done this better, or, but you really need to work on these things still. Or hopefully we're giving a clean bill of health and saying, thank you, you've solved the problem. Well, and that's the purpose of an audit, right? Right, right. And, and since you're in the office of the auditor, that's your responsibility. Right. You know, there just like if you audited a company, you couldn't you couldn't make changes in the company. You could recommend them, right? Right. And most most people don't realize just what a resource the Office of the State Auditor is. There are a lot of things that we do. But when I was in local government, when I went in, Morgan County had come off of a major embezzlement over the years. And when I came on as with an accounting background and started reading the audit letters from our, our independent auditor and then started looking at uh, we haven't implemented any of these recommendations. And as we went through that process, the Office of the State Auditor was a huge resource for me and, and really had my back as I'm pushing for changes that really needed to happen, but were not what they'd always done. And those kind of changes are hard to do, unfortunately, sometimes in local government. So that's a big part of what we do, I sat in a meeting just yesterday with local CPA firms talking about implemented changes that we were recommending and their pushback over, well, if you did it this way, then it makes it a little more effective for us. And it's it's a give and take um, in what we do. We really spend a lot of time trying to get those financial controls in local agencies and the state right and accurate so that we can be a control, that balance to the other side. You know, a, a, a lot of people don't know, too. I mean, there's a, a John Dougal implemented a thing, for instance, in the schools called Project Kids. Oh, yeah. And it's a big data analytic framework that that allows allows administrators to actually understand where the what, money goes, where the money goes. Yeah. And, you, you know, it's interesting. He was in here and he was talking about a uh, a situation where uh, uh, 
a school superintendent and then a principal didn't understand how much they were spending on cheer, for instance. Yeah. Do you, you know that Yeah, we, well, so we've looked at fees all, all across the state because there, a fee is just a tax for, for a different service. It's just a tax by another name. So you really have to check that what you're charging the fee for is where the fee is actually going. And that's... You would not believe the number of fees I've looked at in the time yeah. I've been in the office. It's, there are a lot of fees in, in, we talked about it again yesterday in a meeting with helping people understand what the point of knowing what all of the fees at the high school are. Are they really being used for that? And how do you track it? And so you know where your money's going, where yeah. your kids are going to school. It's supposed to be free public education. And yeah. then they throw on the fees. Yeah. And it's not so free yeah. anymore. Hey, we're going to come right back. We're going to take a break. All right. Previously on Politicket. Why you, though, Carson? I have a reputation for doing what's right regardless of the consequences. And I believe that that's something that is a rarity in politics. And that comes from the way I was raised and the way that I believe and, and the lens at which I view politics through, because it's not about a political answer. What I'm about, if I left politics today and it wouldn't hurt my feelings because I don't need it to define me, but I do it because it matters and it matters to people around us. And those people around us they're the ones dealing with the consequences. And that's why I got it. And that's why me at this time, again, it's time we stop towing the line and it's time we draw a line in the sand. And, and that's something that I'm willing to do. Welcome back. Uh, we're here with Tina Cannon. And Tina is a candidate for uh, the Utah State Auditor position being vacated by John Dougal. Yeah, uh, sad as day. He's, as he's, uh, you know, I, I, I guess he's now running for Congress. So it's interesting yeah. that uh, you run for Congress, then the then we were joking auditor, about that. Right? We were switching. And now he's now he's <laughs> switching talking points. Now. Yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> trading trading um, you know websites. You know, I think I I think there's you know there may be this thing out there, and they say, oh, Tina runs for everything, but yeah, and, I and had they don't, never and, intended to do this. Yeah, again. well, and and well, it's interesting though because I do feel a little bit like the Energizer Bunny. Yeah, well, running you're, you're and running, running and running. running, and running. <laughs> Well, you know, the the thing is, though, I, I think people have to understand that this is actually something you've been doing for how long now? I've been there 18 months. 18 yeah. months. Yeah, because I knew it was a, it was over yeah, a year ago the, when that when we had this yeah. tax issue. That, during the summer that that came up. Yeah. And so do you want to talk about some of the other are there other audits that you've completed that you've worked on? We've got several in the works. And those, actually, yeah. I cannot talk about what we're, what's not been released yet, but there right. are several that are there. But we've worked on, we did court fees. We did an, an analysis of court fees. And like we talked about, we've done fee studies for all across the state and all the different entities. So I did the court fee analysis and um, we've done some privacy with some of the other agencies over um, following um, responsibilities with open public records and open public meetings requests and those. And, and you know, I, I think people outside of the accounting profession, uh, especially outside of audit, 
you know, audits used to be done by going in and sampling what was going on, right? But yeah. now in the data era of analysis, data analytics. Yeah, data analytics is changing it a lot. And that's that's one of the upgrades that John's done in the office and really putting the analytics portion on there. And then the transparency transparency piece, like we talked about with with Project Kids and then transparency.gov, where you can go out and find out who you're local agency or any state agency has been paying through the year. We really pr find unique ways to shine a light, give people an, an opportunity to know how their money is being spent. I think you should look at the taxpayers, the auditor's office as the taxpayer's watchdog. That's what we do. Every financial transaction, every compliance issue can, can come back to our office. There's the hotline. That's a really important piece that I don't know that people know about at hotline the hotline we get reports of waste fraud and abuse we investigate all of those determine whether there's legitimacy to the complaint whether there needs to be a action taken on the government side we're really the go-between for those anonymous complaints so you can keep you can complain about something without having the pushback that can come if you make a direct and and and, and you you're the watchdog for the people. Yeah, that's what we do. That's we're, what you're doing. We're oversight is. for the people in on in every way, shape, and form you can get. Yeah. I, I, All the know. other politicians want to spend your money. We want to protect it. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Well, that, but, but that's interesting because people don't, you know, people think about the attorney general and I, I think they don't realize that the attorney general protects the state. Yeah. They right? represent the agency. And I had that conversation with one of with the tax commission on it that we did. And there are three agencies. Let me back up one step. There are three agencies that really can do an investigation. But what people need to realize is the independence of the auditor auditor's office makes it very different in what we statutorily do. John is an independently elected executive for Utah. His his what he does is not determined by the governor who runs all of those agencies. It's not determined by the attorney general who has to represent those very agencies for the governor. So when we're looking into an agency, that independence is crucial because we'll find ourselves on the other side sometimes of the representation that's given by the attorney general's office. That independence is crucial to protect a taxpayer. Interesting. So, so what, what, what kinds of things do citizens need to know about you that pertain to going into this office? I've spent my whole career, everything that I've done has been as a taxpayer advocate. That's been my job. Working in, in tax preparation where my business was, we, we provided um, advice and preparation for people's taxes, state, local. And then my local experience giving me the insight into property tax and sales tax, where it goes, but also knowing who's paying it on the other side has given me... So people, some people may not know. Talk a little bit about what that experience was in the local government that you had. So I was, in in, I, I was a commissioner, what is now a commissioner in Morgan County. It was a council at the time that we called ourselves a council, operated as a commission. There are a couple unique differences, mostly in the executive functions. But those commissioners are ultimately responsible for the financial statements of a county. So people think that's the clerk auditor. That is not where that is. 
Those financial statements are coming out of your commission or your council. They are ultimately responsible for the financial operations of a county. So you saw that from from the the insider's yeah. view. Now what you've done at the auditor's office is you've looked at that really from, from the other side. The accountability, the transparency, Right. And I've been on both sides. I've been in a commissioner looking for support and help for how do we get this right? And and now I'm on the other side looking at it going, ooh, you guys are not getting that right. And here's what we can offer as support. Or if we have to, here's what we're going to do to make sure you do. And that that's not that's for every local government across the state. One of the things that people don't realize is those financial statements that get turned in, they go to the state auditor's office. There's a whole packet that every water company, every school district, every county, every city has to submit. And they come to our office. And when John took office, there were a good high percentage of them that weren't even turning them in. And that compliance part, portion of it to make sure that local governments and lo local agencies are actually following the law and turning in those financial reports that they're they're getting the right compliance and the right reporting the right oversight in their in their financial transactions it's a big responsibility there's a lot that goes on in our office a lot of different moving parts so so you know we we're about out of time so let's just Let's just have you make a final statement about yeah. <laughs> why why don't you just why don't why don't you just make an appeal and and tell people why Tina Cannon for this office? Well, I think the biggest part of that is that I've spent my life looking out for the taxpayer, and that's why I care passionately about what happens in this office. That we need the proper oversights, we need the, we need qualified people in the office, and we need to to really be that watchdog and that transparency piece. Also the privacy department or the state privacy officer is in our office. There are a lot of things that we really act like the, the government, the taxpayer watchdog over government. And that's, I have a passion for honest ethical government. That's why I've been involved. That's why I stay involved. I believe in limited government, but I also believe in transparency and if it's if it's the necessary if government is the necessary evil then we're the necessary oversight for that government um, federalist paper 51 has been the tagline on my emails ever since i was an elected official and that is um madison who said if men were angels no government would be necessary the great difficulty lies in this first you must enable the government to control the governed and in the next place, oblige it to control itself. And that's what I do here, is I make sure the government controls itself. Very good. Great point. I didn't Tina look Cannon. at the camera. Yeah. <laughs> Tina Cannon. We'll see you guys next week.